Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about the five things that I think you should be focusing on for the year 2020 if you have any sort of thyroid problem. So these are the type of things that I think are the most important things which are going to move the needle most in terms of how you're feeling. So all of these things are designed to help you feel better, to help you manage your symptoms. And there are things that I don't think you're gonna hear about or maybe not have heard about. So I'm putting um, what I think are the most important things and this is what I'm having my own wife who has thyroid problems focus on in the year 2020. So let's jump in. If, by the way, if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs, I'm an internist. I focus on helping patients treat thyroid problems, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. So if you fall into any of those categories, or if you find this information helpful, please do subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when new videos pop up. All right, so let's jump in here. So these are the five things that I think you should be focusing on in the year 2020. And the first one is, this one might not be so much of a surprise, and that is to revise your diet. Okay, so I'm not going to focus on what is a healthy diet. I'm already making the assumption that you as a listener right now already know what a healthy diet is. Okay, so this could be something like the ketogenic diet, potentially. I'm not saying I'm not promoting that diet. I'm just saying these diets that I'm about to list have healthy aspects of them. So ketogenic diet, whole food diet, paleo diet, AIP diet, low FODMAPs diet. There's a ton of them. I could, I could go on for a long time. These are all diets which are already healthy. Now, what's interesting though is these diets all exist. Well, they all um, out of the box. They all have certain uh, specifications on them. But what I want you to focus on is revising whatever diet you're currently having. Now, the foundation of all the healthy diets that I mentioned previously is that they are all whole food diets. Meaning, you meaning whatever diet you choose, you're not going to be consuming processed food, or at least you're going to be minimizing the amount of processed food that you can that you consume. But where they differ is in the amount of macromolecules that they contain. So this would be things like the amount of carbohydrates, the percentage of carbohydrates that you consume, which would be very low in something like the ketogenic diet. Um, they also, oh, by the way, the macromolecules would be uh, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, by the way. And then they also differ in the types of food that they allow you to eat. So you can see that out of the box, something like the ketogenic diet would have a high concentration of fat, right, and a low concentration of carbs, um, and it would focus more on that aspect. Whereas other diets might naturally have a higher concentration of carbohydrates. Now, what I want you to do is it doesn't matter which diet you're picking. I want you to revise it and personalize it to you. So pay attention to that. Figure out how many carbohydrates you should be consuming. Do you do better on more carbohydrates? Do you better, do better on less carbohydrates? And by the way, this can change. Okay, so just because you may do well in the ketogenic diet for, let's say, two or three months, you may lose weight. You're a different person after you lose 30 pounds. So whatever worked for you three months ago may not work for you now. So for the year 2020, I want you to focus on revising that diet. Figure out what works for you. Play around with it. Figure out how many calories you should be consuming. By the way, never restrict your calories, but figure out how much your body needs because a lot of you listening to this probably have some metabolic damage. And the amount of calories that you need may be 2,000, maybe 2,200, maybe 2,300. I don't know. It depends on you and how much damage you have. But lowering your calories is, is never the answer, by the way. So, well, I'll have another video on that topic entirely. But I want you to focus on the revision of your existing diet. And I'm already assuming at baseline that you're eating a whole foods diet. You're minimizing the amount of crap that you're putting in your body. You're minimizing the amount of processed foods. You know, you're not going on the diet in the traditional sense of reducing your calories for, for some weight loss. I'm talking about a way of life. Okay, so that's number one. Revise your diet. Number two is to update whatever supplements you're taking. If you aren't taking any supplements, and this is the first time you're hearing about this, which I doubt it because 
Studies show that something like 76% of Americans use supplements. You need to be updating it and keeping on top of it. And so what I, what I, and by the way, um, I already, I've written about this in detail, so I'm not gonna be able to go over all of these stages um, in this video, but if you like what you're hearing now and you wanna go into more detail, be sure to check out the blog post, which I'll have a uh, link to the description below. So I'm gonna give you a couple hints regarding your supplements. You need to be using those because they can absolutely help your thyroid in multiple ways. I have videos on all those things. But I'm gonna give you a couple hints here. First of all, I really don't think that you should be using more than five supplements at any given time. I don't even recommend that. I don't even take more than five. And I don't recommend my patients take more than five, except for some, some circumstances. It is allowable. But I'm talking five oral supplements. You really don't need to be taking more than five five at any given time. Once you start getting above five, you start to get diminishing returns on the effectiveness of the supplements that you're using. And so what I see a lot in the patients who come and see me and, you know, I do um, online consults, those are sold out right now, but I, I have some and I've done them or I am doing them. And I have a lot of people who come to me and sometimes they're on 15 plus supplements, okay? Sometimes in the range of 15 to 20. And what I see happen is that they're, they're reading something online and they think that, oh, well, I need to read zinc or I need to be using zinc because I read an article about it, how it's helpful. And then they read an article about how alpha lipoic acid is helpful. So then they use that. And what they end up having is this Frankenstein-like monster of this supplement regimen, which is just um, all over the place, right? You have supplements that are targeting insulin resistance and, and fat loss and then your thyroid and there's no real goal or, or direction that these people are taking. So I want you to update that regimen. Focus on something and keep it to about five. And don't be afraid, by the way, to change your supplement regimen every three to six months. You don't need to be taking the same supplements for forever and ever, right? That's just not really how it works. So when part of the, when I treat people, I'm looking at them and, and I'll always asking myself, what does this person need? How, how have things changed from the last time that we reevaluated their labs? And a good, good way to look at this is when you check your labs. So when you check your labs, which is gonna be number three, you can kind of look at all of these things, like how did my diet, how did my diet do um, over the last three months or so, whenever you get your lab checked? How are my supplements doing? Are they, are they working for me? You know, take stock and, and be reflective of how you did um, over the past three months or so, whenever you get your labs. So number three would be, I want you to get a fresh set of labs for the year 2020, and this is a full thyroid lab panel. So I'm just gonna put full panel, panel here, not panel, panel. So I want you to get a full thyroid lab panel in the beginning of the year as soon as possible. Okay, I want you to do this because I want you to periodically, at least quarterly, so that's four times in the next upcoming year, recheck that, those labs about once every three months. Yes, some people can check them every six weeks if you want, that's fine, but what I don't want to happen is for you to get a full lab panel now and then not get any retesting done for another six months. So start now, the year 2020, minimum, get it in January, that's probably the best time to do it, and get a full panel. I have um, blog posts and videos which go over all of what the full panel is, but I want you to get it and I want you to keep track of it and check it four times um, over the next coming year. Because what this will do is it'll allow you to take stock on what is happening here and how these other things are actually working in your body. So get that full set of labs. Number four is I want you to focus on sleep. Okay, so we're gonna talk about these last um, two in a minute here, um, but really what I want you to do is sort of get rid of the idea that you need to be exercising like crazy, you need to be doing high intensity interval training, you need to be doing meditation, you need to be doing all these things. Yes, they're all good, but I want you to get the biggest bang for your buck, and I think doing these two things will be it, okay? So this is sleep. I want you to be getting at least eight plus, sometimes up to nine, by the way, hours of sleep each and every night, and I want you to make sure that it's quality sleep. So instead of focusing on, I mean, obviously you do need to be eating healthy um, as well, but instead of focusing on something like meditation or 
stress reduction techniques, um, or a lot of exercise, whatever it is, I want you to focus primarily on sleep. This is where you'll get the biggest bang for your buck. And I know a lot of people, because I've, I've treated them, who are really stressed out, who um, feel like they don't have enough time to sleep this many hours in a day, right? Because they think that they have so much stuff. Um, going on at any given time. But I, what I want you to realize is as you get more sleep, your hormones will become better balanced. Okay, you're going to be more efficient in your day-to-day -day activities, which means you will create time by sleeping more. I promise that's what's going to happen. So I want to make sure that you do this because again, you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of energy, in terms of thyroid improvement, in terms of other hormone improvements such as cortisol, leptin, insulin, etc. It all starts with sleep. So take the steps that you need and I have a full list of sort of the... Um, let's say the uh, ways to do that in the blog post below because I'm, I can't go over all these right now. There are many things that you can be doing in order to get sleep, but this includes things like reducing blue light exposure um, close to bedtime or pretty much at all during the day, ensuring that you're sleeping at the optimal temperature, ensuring that your bed is the, you know, the, the right um, um, softness or you know, it's not too firm, it's not too soft for you, for, for your body, for your back. There's a number of things that you can and should be doing to ensure that you're getting the sleep. And the goal here will be eight to nine hours. I do not want to hear that uh, I do well, someone saying something like, I do well on four hours of sleep. That's statistically, it is possible, but statistically improbable that you are actually doing well. So even though you may feel like you're functioning well, there is some damage going on to your adrenal gland, there is some damage going on to your insulin sensitivity, there is some damage going on to your leptin sensitivity and your thyroid sensitivity if you're getting less than this amount. Okay. That's a little arrow set in there. So focus on the sleep. And then number five is, instead of exercise, I want you to focus on mobility slash stretching. So I kind of put them in the same category, but this is more important than exercise for you right now. And this is probably one of the most important things. I've been doing this for the last couple of years, both of these things actually. These are the things that I focus on the most. And I find as I focus on these things, everything else becomes easier. And this is exactly what I'm having my wife do. So by mobility, what I'm talking about is your ability to move, your ability to be, um, to have flexibility and your ability to just get up and go every, each and every single day. And so what we found is that mobility, I like to call it the new exercise, right? Most people are still pushing high intensity interval exercise and, you know, all these other types of exercises if you want to feel good and lose weight. And while there is some merit to that, this, in my opinion, is the new exercise because of all the benefits you get from staying flexible. In fact, we have a lot of new studies showing that um, in order to improve health span and lifespan, you really want to stay mobile. You want to stay flexible. You need to be able to do things like bend over and touch your toes, okay? You need your hamstrings to be flexible. If you have thyroid problems, you need to have a, um, the ability to open up your chest and to open up your neck. And all of these things, if you have any job where you're sitting on a computer, you're gonna be incredibly tight. And what this does is it restricts blood flow, it limits lymphatic movement in your body, and it causes, let's just say, you know, um, some congestion, right? So the inability for nutrients to get where they need to go, the inability for your medication to get where it needs to go. By opening it up, you're going to improve health span, lifespan. You're also going to improve the flow of nutrients and um, through arteries and out of lymphatics into your body and into the tissues that need it. So focus on this more than you focus on exercising. I have... Um, a list of some of the stretches that you can do in order to test your mobility um, in the blog post, which I would encourage you to sort of go over if you haven't already. So these are the five things that I want you to focus on in the year 2020 if you have any sort of thyroid problem. And all, by the way, these are all general enough to apply to any thyroid condition. So hyperthyroidism, most of the time I speak to hypothyroidism, and I think you guys know that because most people with hyperthyroidism end up with hypothyroidism eventually. But so I'm specifically talking about hypo and 
hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, but it still applies to those people without a thyroid, those people with Graves' disease, those people with thyroid nodules, you know, you name it, any sort of autoimmune thyroiditis or otherwise, this information is helpful to you. So again, anybody with thyroid problems can use this. So if you have any questions or if you already familiar with some of these things, leave them below in the comment section. By the way, if you haven't already, I have several free resources that you can download, which are designed specifically for thyroid patients. So I'll leave a link in the description below. Um, and otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.